Welcome to Blah Blah Podcast. Put a put a put a put a bow on it. Missile anus. Missile. Miscellaneous. Burger. Burger. King. We are the boys. Hey, mister. You want a turkey club? Did the intro play? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 123 of Blah Blah Podcast, the only show on the web that'll make you sick and tired of pop culture stuff. I am Jason Green, and with me, as always, is Sean Smith. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Uh, a few things. Okay, well, it's better than nothing, I guess, right? Also with us today is Magic Mike Dowling. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Nothing. How the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Mm, nice How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Excuse me. And rounding out this skeleton crew today is the sexy Steve Coltis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's been a while uh what's up man what's going on what's happening uh, nada you know i was about to ask you uh, so i'll ask you right now who is it braun himself saying braun in his entrance yes. is that him yeah it's, it's literally him screaming his name that's the <laughs> best part that's literally the best part about his music <laughs> oh that's awesome just like when uh. Shawn michael sung his own music oh god <laughs> i got Kurt angle did Kurt Angle did too. Oh yeah, that WWE original CD. I have that at my parents' house. But he never came have... out to it though. I yeah, he should have. It was just a joke, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to kill the mood really quick. Um, and here we want to talk about a controversial thing that happened on the internet over the past few days. I'm sure you can guess what we're talking about. So uh, yeah, Sean, why don't you roll the clip? I, I was told this by high-level sources, and it was evident, and especially after Reagan was shot in his first year in office when he was acting like Trump and, and do, doing the right things, that he never really recovered. They gave him cold blood and his transfusion that causes brain damage. They slowly gave him small amounts of sedatives. It, it, it's known that most presidents end up getting drugged. Small dosages of, of, of uh, sedatives till they build it up trump's such a bull he, he hasn't uh, fully understood it yet but i've talked to people multiple ones that, and they believe that they are putting a slow sedative that they're building up that's also addictive in his diet cokes and in his iced tea and that the president by six or seven at night is basically slurring his words and is drugged now first they had to isolate him to do that but yes Ladies and gentlemen, I've talked to people that talk to the president now at nine at night. He is slurring his words. <laughs> I can't believe he said that while he was live streaming. Jeez. God, just, you got You really got to think like you got to remember your audience and the situation you're in. You can't just you can't just say stuff like that. I know, especially with someone with that many followers and viewers and advertisers just saying stuff like out in the open like that. Like, just oh man, you really slipped up, dude. Terrible. Can, Absolutely terrible. Can, can we actually analyze that for one second? Because <laughs> the most uh, outrageous thing about that clip is that he he thinks that Donald Trump drinks Diet Coke. 
That man does not drink Diet Coke. He drinks regular Coke. He doesn't drink any soda at all. What? Are you kidding me? He has a fucking button in his office that's the Coke button. He hits it, and then they give him a they give him a glass with Coke. I don't know. That's awesome. I want that in my room. Yeah. If anything, I thought it'd be Pepsi because apparently, you know, according to Kendall Jenner, Pepsi saves the world. He doesn't want to save the world. No, Jason. Well, you that's, see, the, that's the, the, the liberal Pepsi agenda. was trying. Yeah, yeah. The Pepsi oh. was trying to subdue the cops. You know, oh. they're trying to take them down Pepsi, a notch. Pepsi. Pepsi's part. Pepsi's part of the globalist agenda. I think each Pepsi should come with a body cam. <laughs> just on the. Can. No, they'll just turn like, it hello. off. Hello. Oh. But uh, uh, enough of this whole somber story. Streaming stuff aside. This is Blah Blah Podcast, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and also Twitter at Blah Blah Pod One. So, Sean, mm. let's go down that rundown, talk about any of the news of the week, any all, you know, weird news and all that jazz. Let's go. Well, before we get to any news, uh, <laughs> we need to talk about what has become the biggest uh, movie hit since July, even bigger than some of the releases in July, and that is uh, the new. It remake. I'm sorry. What is it? It 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 was remade. But what what is it? Well, it's it's a movie. Yeah, but you're talking about is... it follows, right? The, yeah. The thing with the, with the with the sexy stuff. And the, no, I and thought the... it was it comes at night. Oh, I bet it does. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who's who's on first? What? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. No. Uh. Well, I saw it. Uh, Jason, you saw it. Uh, I saw it. Yes. Did you? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I know you saw it. Um, twice. You saw it twice. Oh, okay. Did you put the T's together and make it tit? <laughs> tit. Now oh. uh, unfortunately, Steve, you did not see it. I didn't see it. Um, so unfortunately, you're not going to be able to uh, join us for this discussion. But we're going to give our review for the It movie. Yes, um, full spoilers. So, Steve, I advise you to mute your little chat here, and then I will um, send you a little message when you can pop back in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will pop out. Just shoot me a message. I'll pop back in. All righty. Now, before, one... I was, was going to say, before we begin, we should probably play the intro. Creepy clowns. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to dissect and talk about and discuss the latest It movie. It 2017, the, based, of course, off the Stephen King book, It, about the killer clown. Full spoilers ahead in one, two, three. So, It. I really liked It. Um, I would have loved it even more if Bill Skarsgård was in it more. Um, it actually wasn't as I'm a big I'm I'm a big sucker and I'm really a big wuss when it comes to scary movies because I'm always anticipating jump scares and stuff like that and like hiding my eyes and covering my ears and all that stuff. But actually, this wasn't really that scary. If anything, I think the weakest part of the movie was the actual horror aspect. But uh, I loved the way it looked. I loved how Pennywise looked and his creepy, gory ass visuals. And uh, I love the cast the most. Um, trying to think what else to say. Uh, Sean, you go. And then I'll tail off at the end. <laughs> uh, I'll say um, it stinks. 
You didn't like it? No, I'm kidding. I I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's fun. By the way, that was a um, that was a, a riff on on the critic. Remember that show? Oh my God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just punch me with fucking nostalgia fist. <laughs> um, it was it was it was a solid film. Uh, I will say it wasn't scary at all. Um, there were a few of the jump scares that definitely got a lot of people in, in the theater, such as the uh, the projector gag, and um, yeah, I think that was the only one that made me jump. Oh, I didn't jump at any of them. I saw all of them coming a mile away. Uh, it oh, was, you big man! I know. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't really all that scary. It was it was very well shot. Um, all, all the acting's good in it. I thought that uh, uh, the guy playing Pennywise did a really good job. Uh, definitely a different take compared to uh, what Tim Curry was doing with it. Um, mm. But also at the same time, um, almost paralleling a little bit um, his performance. All the kids were great, um, except for the one kid who uh, shows up at the beginning and then is not seen again for another hour and then comes back in as soon as they need him to oh, join Mike? up with the rest of Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone's saying he's like the weakest aspect of the movie. No disrespect to the actor. he's barely act, in it. Yeah, it's just like at one point, like, oh, yeah, Mike. And, uh, then, and then he has no purpose at all because they take away uh, – in, in the book and in, in the um, – in the TV movie, he's the one that, that finds out about the history of the town and everything. They give yeah. that to the other kid, and he's just Fat left kid. with nothing to do at all. Yeah, and, and, I mean, he does kill the bully at the end, but I guess they could have given that to anyone else. Anyone else. It, could, it yeah. didn't matter. Um, as far as, oh, like, like I said, all the acting's good. Um, my biggest gripe, other than the fact that it is, there are a lot of jump scares in the movie, which I hate. Um, is that the third act kind of falls apart a bit. Um, the plan uh, that Pennywise has uh, after he has uh, kidnapped uh, Bev is ridiculous. It makes no sense. Uh, but I will say I did enjoy their fight against Pennywise a lot more in this one than I did with the Because in the TV movie, it's like they spray him with battery acid and then they shoot the silver thing at him. Mm-hmm. And then he just turns into a claymation thing and goes down a drain. That's about it. I wish. Wouldn't it be so funny if at the climax of this movie they just have that? It's like <laughs> that. That just that scene itself is just cut yeah. into the movie. But at least they had a plan in the TV movie. Like I fucking hate that movie. Steve and I watched it like years ago. The whole thing. I can't fucking stand that TV movie. It's one of the worst things ever made. But this movie was really good. Like I said. But the only thing I will say with the it, TV movie was at least those kids had a plan. When it came to fighting Pennywise, and in this movie they just go in there like haphazardly and then just like think on the fly. Well, I it, think that's like part with, of because, like I said, Bev was captured and it, it yeah. everything happened so quick. Whereas in the TV movie and in the book, they all joined together and come up with an, a, a plan to go get him. Like with uh, Richie, like the dude's got balls. The kid who played uh, the the actor from Stranger Things plays Richie. And uh, at the end, he's just like, I'm going to have to kill this fucking clown. And he takes like a bat off screen. And I'm like, damn, I would have ran away at this point. <laughs> it's crazy. They fucking kicked his ass. I think someone like choke slammed him in there or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike, what did you think of it? Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I feel a lot of what I would say has already sort of been said. Um, All right. Everyone, I, would good argue, night. <laughs> I, 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 I would argue against the uh, whole jump scare thing. Um, oh? I think most. Most, yeah, most of the, there was only, I think, one 
un, um, one jump scare that was ineffective, and, and and ineffective in the sense that I mean there wasn't actually a threat. Uh, I feel false jump scares. That seems to be the big problem with horror movies is false jump scares. And I will agree that there were um, quite a few moments where something happens on screen followed by or accompanied by a shriek, um, which I think shouldn't have happened. You could have easily just done a little swell on the music and it would have been more effective. Um, Yeah, that's what they did with the opening scene when Pennywise, uh, you know, takes Georgie. It wasn't a jump scare. Yeah, so it was a little strange there, but uh, to actually call any of them jump scares, I mean, at least they were all accompanied by an actual threat. It wasn't just someone Mm. closed the bathroom mirror and their mother standing behind them. You know, when something happened, except for for the beginning where the walkie-talkie screeches at Georgie in the basement with Bill just saying, hurry up, Mm. everything following that were actual... Uh, you know, effective or uh, harm, like threatening jump scares. Like there was always an actual threat accompanying that, and it wasn't just like mm-hmm. not earned. I just, but I, I just feel like jump scares are so cheap, regardless of whether or not there's a, a payoff to what you're actually jumping at or supposed to jump at. Yeah, like I feel in this day and age, jump scares are really overplayed. But at the same time, I don't know how, like, or what I would replace that with. You know, like I'm so used to watching a horror movie with jump scares, I've gotten tired of jump scares themselves. But at the same time, I don't know how I would make a movie like it without jump scares. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you, you just the exact same thing I just said. Just take out the the uh, the shrieks and made them like just something a little more subdued, and then people wouldn't even be calling them jump scares. It'd be a scary mm-hmm. thing that happened on screen. and then, But now when you have horror movies where there's not jump scares, where it's more atmospheric. Like The Witch? Like, yeah, like, say, The Witch or It Follows. Or, uh, I'm mean, not going to so much say It Comes at Night. A lot of times there, there were a couple jump scares, I think. But then everyone's like, it's not scary. Because yeah. they... That's the studios they so, are afraid of. So, it, it's people. They, so, they have so associated, after all this time, the shrieking sound with something popping up on screen with scary and anything atmospheric... Well, is just tense and not scary. I think it's also a lack of a of attention span because it's much easier to get a reaction out of someone by playing a loud noise as it is just someone paying attention to a movie. Ah! See, I I heard that. All right, Jason didn't Blum. um didn't um uh George yes. uh oh, the the fuck's the dude who made uh, Citizen Kane? I'm blanking on his name. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. I was about to say George Orwell. George Welles. <laughs> No, no. Didn't Orson Welles in one of his movies have like a parrot screech at the screen halfway through to wake people up? I swear that's a that's a thing. That sounds like something Hitchcock would do. Yeah, I thought that was Hitchcock. I'll Google it halfway through the show and then interrupt one of you guys and talk about it. Um, by the way, Sean, I expect you to put a really loud noise in at any point in this review to keep the audience's attention. Like now? Sure, when you're talking. That's when everyone ah! goes off. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, Real quick, wrapping this up, I think my favorite scene in the movie was the beginning where uh, Pennywise is introduced in the storm drain talking to Georgie, and just the way he gets Georgie was really brutal, and that was, uh, I audibly gasped when he, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, spoilers, when he rips Georgie's arm off, that really made me gasp, because at, and then when I came home, I watched the Georgie scene from the original It movie, and so tame. maybe... Maybe that happened. I was like, maybe that happened, or maybe he got dragged in. I don't quite remember. Well, they, and, and they change it for this movie because in the TV movie and in the book, you don't, you're not sure whether he's dead or not. It's just he's missing. Whereas this, he's clearly dead. Yeah, 
And, you know, that was that was my favorite scene. And just the differences between oh, Bill Skarsgård. I, I think I got that reversed, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like here, here they play him as missing. But in the book, they actually find his body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't remember if they say in the TV movie if they find his body or not. But yeah, you know, it's presumed that like they, they accept that he's dead. Um, but the differences between this it Bill Skarsgård's it or excuse me, Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise and Tim Curry's Pennywise I feel like Bill Skarsgård's really feels more alien. Like, he doesn't act like a human. He acts like a creature trying to pretend to be human, like in Men in Black, like with the bug. And, you know, he's, like, enunciating the wrong words, and his eyes are going different directions. He really seems like an alien, even before he opened his mouth wide. You know what I mean? Um, Tim Curry's Pennywise really feels more like just a killer clown, but a person. Yeah. If you guys I, agree, <laughs> I would just like because Mike, you've seen it twice already. Could you can you explain to me why Pennywise is able to abduct Bev, but then has no power against her other than to just to make her float there uh, when he just opens up his mouth? It's like he, but she's not supposed to be afraid of him. Can you, she's too I, strong I, I, powered. I think, I, I think it was a matter of uh, overconfidence. Um, Pennywise was so confident that he was going to scare her because the whole thing is. Pennywise likes the taste of fear. It mm-hmm. uh, it it appetizes him, and you know he's for some for hundreds of years now he's been able to just do whatever the fuck he wanted without any uh, complications. And this was just sort of threw a wrench in it, and he didn't it didn't like hit him, I guess, until it actually happened when he showed her the deadlights and hypnotized her. But how come? So it, I, what I understand is like, why did he have to? I mean, I, maybe he just wanted like one big meal at once. But, like, mm-hmm. it seems like he literally at any time could have went to any of the kids' houses and just abducted them, you know? Yeah, Probably. Know but I, I, one of the arguments is that they, he went after Bev because she was the strong one, and she would be able to uh, convince everyone to come together, which, I mean, in, inadvertently uh, she did. She did, but I don't know. That sounds to me more like poor writing than... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's more like apologist, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's... There was a comment, there was a comment I read on Reddit on the it discussion thread, which was uh, really opened my eyes. Was in the beginning where Pennywise is talking to Georgie, and he starts talking about the carnival and making popcorn noises, and Georgie legitimately starts laughing at him, like out of joy. Oh, yeah. Like he just shuts down because yeah, he and, um, I didn't notice it. Uh, and when this commenter on Reddit said that, um, and I thought back to the movie, like wow, that really is like a really good thing to think about, like how it wants or pennywise wants to eat fear because georgie was really happy at that point starts laughing and then pennywise shuts down he just stops talking and like blank stares for like a few seconds until georgie stops laughing i was like huh pretty uh pretty cool so uh uh should we any any final thoughts on it before we wrap this discussion up uh it made a lot of money it did (laughs) it's gonna keep making a lot of money Yes. Yeah, it's already uh, what become the highest grossing Stephen King movie. Oh, easily like a week in a week and a half, because the the last one before that was I think they said Green Mile, yeah. which in its entire run made uh, a little under what it has already. What is made. that noise? It's your mother. <laughs> it might just uh, be. A, I think it's a bus outside. Oh, uh, are you recording in the ghetto again? No. Mm. Oh, actually, the one. The minor issue I had with it, and this really is nitpicking, but I'll just say it anyway. I don't give a fuck. Is like 
I felt like the uh, the tonal shifts were a little weird. Like I think I was telling Mike this how uh, when Bev's um, sink bursts open with blood and blood literally gets all over the whole bathroom, and the and her and the kids go over to see it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is horrifying." And then all of a sudden it switches to like an upbeat 80s song as they're cleaning it. And there's like other scenes where like something scary happens and, and Richie just says something funny. And I felt like I felt like that kills the mood. Oh, and, I could see that. Like a lot of people, a defense mechanism for fear is humor. Yeah. And and you know what? It, to me, it's like that's that's a good way to transition out of one tense situation to another. Yeah. Uh, and and an escape of that is a lot of times when you go see a horror movie and you get the shrieky jump scare. You have some people who will just laugh hysterically at it because yeah, I was they laughing say at it's everyone. stupid, but it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you'll have the people who are either legitimately find it funny or those who are actually scared, but are like this is stupid. It's not. It's not scary, and they're laughing as a coping mechanism. Mm. I will say well, though, uh, when Pennywise came out of the projector, Evan jumped three feet out of his seat. Yeah. Did you catch him? No, nah, he landed in some. Oh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you goofball. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our it discussion. We uh, would like to hear your thoughts on the movie as well. So you can tweet at blah blah pod one any day of the week, telling us what you thought of it. Yes, Stephen what, King's what it? it. Make sure to tweet Steve and tell him what you thought of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King's tit. Great movie. Okay, Sean, what's next? Uh, let's go into the DC News Minute for this week. And he's coming! I don't want no beef. You want no beef? Kill Martha! Bitch, my cross. I will find him! Hold on! What does that mean? This is Katana! She's got my back! What the fuck?! <laughs> hey, did you know today's Jay Jay Bauman's birthday? Really? Yeah. Did you get him a birthday cake with a naked man on it? I skim a little handy behind yeah. the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh, let's begin the minute now. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that Gavin O'Connor is going to be writing and directing Suicide Squad Two. Who the hell's that? Uh, he's the director of uh, the the accountant. And oh, uh, and best math movie ever. Uh, Mike, what else has he done? What are we talking about? <laughs> Gavin O'Connor. Uh, I'm sure he's done stuff and things. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was a really big fan of Warrior. I really like that movie. Yeah, Warrior's a good movie. I looked at the rest of his IMDb, and it was mostly crap, other than Warrior. So, well, you got to see get... you got to see jacked up Tom Hardy. <laughs> I guess if they have to make Suicide Squad 2, I guess this is a good idea. Should've I never saw Mel either Gibson. of movies. Yeah, I guess they didn't want Mel Gibson. <laughs> It'd be Apocalypto. The Suicide Squad would be running through the woods. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> At least they wouldn't be destroying a city. Yeah, or, or fighting weird, multi-eyed, black, weird creature things. Yeah. Do your worst, bitch. All right, time's up. Uh, let's move to, <laughs> let's move to, uh, our next story. Uh, more directing. We have a lot of directing news, actually. Apparently, um, episode nine, we reported last week, Colin Trevorrow, uh, fired as director of the movie and Damn. he's, he's being replaced by not a surprise here, but, uh, JJ Abrams is going to be both writing and directing. Probably I'm a little disappointed. 
That was the Joker's opinion. He thought it was funny. Oh. For a second, I thought that might be the laugh of from Predator at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> um. So, yeah, JJ's back. He's going to be... Um... Uh, yay, I guess. Uh, I really don't know. You know, Force Awakens was good. Don't get me wrong. But it didn't have that Star Wars oomph. Like, Star Wars, the original trilogy, I used to watch... All the time when I was a kid, I like I feel like it was every weekend I would watch uh, four, five, and six. And when I was really young, my dad had them all on laserdisc. Yeah. I would speed run them. I'd speed run them probably <laughs> when I was ten. And each each time I watched them, it was like I was watching a spectacle. I loved those movies, and I still do. And Force Awakens was great and all, you know, kind of a remake too. And I don't know. It's kind of underwhelmed me the more more times I've watched it. Maybe you guys feel the same or not. I, 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 I kind agree. of um, oh sorry, I was gonna say I kind of uh, feel like Force Awakens. Uh, I, I tend to watch just select scenes as opposed to the movie itself. Yeah, when they're all fighting outside of Maz's like cantina, or wherever the hell they are, I like that set Strip piece. Club. I like I like when the Republic blows up and you see that goat man. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, goat man. Uh, He's the yeah. goat. What are some of your favorite scenes, Sean? Uh, the you know you know that one, the Goat Man. Yeah, you know that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, did I you was, like uh, Force Awakens? Uh, yeah, I did. I haven't watched it in a while, but um, I enjoyed it when I saw it. But um, I'm, this is also coming from someone who didn't grow up with Star Wars, so Mike, I don't you think know, you were I, ever a child. I think you were I just got, put on this earth as an eighteen-year-old. Maybe. So, you know, I got to see basically A New Hope with updated graphics and, uh, you know, old people. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what did you think of Force Awakens? I mean, I enjoyed it. I agree with you, Jason. I feel like, there, like the grandioseness of it was really missing from Seven for me. That was the, uh, mm-hmm. that was the thing. That was, it just was missing that, like, that, like, just over-the-top magnificent feeling. The, the scene that really stood out to me was just... Uh, the way they did uh, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen it, you know, Han Solo's scene with Kylo Ren. Oh, um, which one's that? I'm not aware. <laughs> the one where, <laughs> oh, the you one might want to take Solo a seat. Gets... Are you talking about the one where he gets uh, drive through? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The one where he gets he gets a triple he gets a triple burger with fries. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one where the one where Han Solo gets killed by Kylo Ren, uh, the just the the shooting of that was really awesome because like. As the sun is uh, like getting uh, drained or whatever by the the station, there's kind of like there's still light coming into the room, but there's redness coming up through the floor from like the reactor, and uh, you can see like Kylo Ren fighting really hard back and forth to like you know which side he should pick. But then as the sun totally disappears and the room goes totally dark, that's when he does it. And there's mm-hmm. something that was like a cool touch, like that was like the last bit of light kind of leaving him, like it was kind of like a metaphor. I thought yeah. that was shot really well. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I think the main reason we all don't feel like it had that Star Wars oomph to it. We saw it already. Exactly because it, we saw it already. <laughs> like the the case in point being is when they compare the Star Killer base to the Death Star, and I'm just like, oh Jesus! I really hope Episode Eight isn't just Empire Strikes Back. If they fucking make another one of those Star Killer bases for Episode Nine, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> go up. <laughs> It'll be like 
the Star Killer Enterprise or mm. like the Star Killer <laughs> Moon or I don't know something some it'll be like it'll the be, Star Killer Galaxy. It'll be like Galaxy. Yeah, it'll be like three Death Stars lined up in a row and you know they're strung strung together like anal beads. Oh my <laughs> god! And then oh. Anastasia will put her in her butt. <laughs> it'll be two Death Stars at the bottom with like a giant shaft as a gun on the top. <laughs> and it'll, shoot, it'll shoot a white laser. Oh my god, a Death Star that shoots Death Stars. There you go. I think we've uncovered it. Oh my god. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Uh, Abrams, are you listening? He's listening in right now. <laughs> well, the Asylum might be listening, so maybe they'll take that for their parody. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I heard, I think, Mike, you were the one who told me that the Asylum takes any pitch. Like, you can just be anyone and pitch a movie, and if they like it, they'll make it. So let's make a Star Wars spinoff about Death Star that shoots Death Stars. <laughs> called yeah. uh, Star Death. I like that's copyright. Anyway, um, Sean. Well, next. a couple, uh, a couple interesting things about um, this new change with episode nine. They did change the release date. It's no longer going to be in May. Uh, they're. I kind of like that. Yeah, they're know. pushing it back to December twentieth uh, of twenty nineteen, uh, nice. which is good. It'll be two years from um, uh, episode eight. And uh, it gives them more time to work on the screenplay and everything because you, you got to get this one right. If this is the last one, I'm not certain that it is. But if this is the no, last, no, definitely not, dude. Yeah, if this is the last trilogy movie, then you definitely want to make sure you spend as much time as you as you can on it. The, the other, I is, totally think. Oh, I'm sorry, what? No, go ahead. I I was gonna say I totally think this won't be the last trilogy, but it will be for a long time. So after we're done with episode nine, we'll probably get a huge string of. Solo films for like years, three years, and then they'll come out with another <laughs> trilogy. Yeah, three years. That's where That's you, we're going to get the Job of the Hut prequel. Uh, um, but another interesting thing is that uh, Wonder Woman two is supposed to come out the week before that. Oh my god! So I definitely think they're probably going to move that one. Um, Wonder Woman or Star Wars? Wonder Woman. This is not the first time Disney has uh, taken a close release date to to Warner Brothers in DC, and Disney never loses. So, um, however, uh, there they are. So the the original slot for December twentieth was preoccupied by the live action Aladdin movie. Oh, I can't wait! And what they're doing is they're taking that movie and switching it with the original May spot for episode nine. So that's going to come out uh, earlier, uh, and episode nine is going to be delayed a little bit. And they're Whoa. also adding a white guy. <laughs> well, diversity. Yeah, diversity. Yeah, yeah, diversity. Live action Aladdin. Will Smith. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any, any final thoughts about, uh, JJ taking over? I'm disappointed. No disrespect to JJ. He's made some solid films. I just wanted someone else to make the next. I was hoping for, um, fuck. I just lost my train of thought. Uh, someone next. Mel. Yes. Mel Gibson. I was hoping for (laughs) Lars von Trier. Oh God. I'm just, I'm going to miss all, I'm, I'm more excited for all the lens flares. I'm so excited. Oh shit. You're right. I'm so excited for the lens flares at the end. (laughs) Like the lightsaber, like the lens front and the lightsabers, it's just going to be like you can't see them because it's so extreme. Like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, some more directing news. Uh, Fox has announced that uh, Drew Goddard is going to be writing and directing the X Force movie. 
Drew Carey? Whoa. Uh, in case you don't know who he is, uh, he previously directed Cabin in the Woods, and uh, he's been a writer on the Netflix Daredevil series. Uh, only you the imagine, first season, I think. Could you imagine yeah. the whole X-Force movie being cast by the Drew Carey show cast? So you got oh Drew God. Carey as Deadpool. You got Ryan Stiles as Cable. You got uh, Diedrich <laughs> Batter as someone else. Domino. You got the... No, no. You oh, got no, the Mimi. Mimi's Mimi Domino. The, yeah, Mimi. Mimi is Domino. Oh, no. And I don't know the X-Force, so you just throw Diedrich Batter, a.k.a. Oswald, as someone else. The Drew Carey show is a criminally <laughs> underrated sitcom. <laughs> I love that show. And there was an episode of Drew Carey. He nails Kate, the female lead. He nails her on a pool table. And oh, yeah. Kid, I remember like, that. Yeah. But, man, that show had such a depressing ending. It got to the point where the studio didn't even want to air the ninth season, so they would put it on, like, like death slots, as they say, like Friday night or, like, 2 in the morning, and the show was, like, quietly killed. I think we should petition to bring back the Drew Carey show. Yeah, but he's all skinny now. He's not as funny. That's true. Uh, true Carey. Didn't they uh, Didn't they bring it back for a, one show, one reunion show? It, did they? Oh, my God. Pause this. <laughs> I need to look. I thought they did. I'll look later. I, I, I've been, I, my God, I've been searching all streaming services like Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. There's no Drew Carey show. You can buy the whole box set on Amazon, but I don't like it that much to drop the 40 bucks. All the little chicks with the crimson lips. (laughs) Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland with a safety pin going Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. Oh, Jason, you forgot about Craig Ferguson. He needs to be someone. Oh, right. He was Mr. Uh, the Boss. <laughs> Mr. Mr. <the> Mr. Boss. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Boss. It was like Mr. Lipton or something like that. I think it was Mr. Lipton. And then Colin Mockery would guest star all the time. And they would have the episodes where it would be like a guessing game episode. Where uh, the dude from the other dude guy from Who's Line would like pause the episode and come out and start talking about, all right, ladies and gentlemen, what will happen next? God, that was such a good show. I know, and his <laughs> brother was a Zodiac killer the whole time. Yes, just like Toby was a Scranton Strangler. <laughs> anyway, what's next, John? <laughs> uh, let's talk uh, Blade Runner. Jason, I know you're a big fan of Blade Runner. Listen, there's an episode of the Drew Carey show where he went to the <laughs> Warsaw, which was at the bar that he always went to with his friend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Blade Runner. Yeah, I fucking hated Blade Runner 1. Jason, you need to legitimately, for Christmas, ask for the entire series of the Drew Carey show on DVD. I will. Anybody want to buy I'll, that for me? I will get it for you, Jason. Oh, Steve, you're the best. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto, he's going to be in the new Blade Runner movie. Yeah, um, he was in the trailer. Yeah, and uh, apparently... What's that? He's a replicant. It sure seems that way. He's a um, reptile. But apparently Jared Leto's back to method acting again uh, as he re- reportedly temporarily blinded himself for uh, his role in the new Blade Runner movie. <laughs> Did he stare into the eclipse with no glasses? <laughs> no, he sprayed suntan lotion in his eyes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, in a recent interview, Leto claimed to better depict a blind character. He wore opaque contacts to temporarily blind himself, which, in case you don't know, long-term use of which can lead to actual eye damage. Um, oh, you don't want to see? No, I don't want to see. <laughs> uh, the director of the, of the movie, Denis Villeneuve, uh, he recounted... <laughs> what? That's his name. No, his name's Drew Carey. Get it right. <laughs> 
Uh, he recounted uh, Leto's presence, saying, quote, We all heard stories about Jared, how he transforms into the characters, but even this didn't prepare me for what was to come. He entered the room, and he could not see at all. He was walking with an assistant very slowly. <laughs> It was like I can just see him walking in, like trying to feel around the walls. He's like, "All right, uh, where where's the craft table?" <laughs> uh, it, I'm hungry. It, it was like seeing Jesus walking into a temple. Everyone became super silent, and there was a kind of sacred moment. Everyone was in awe. It was so beautiful and powerful. I was moved to tears, and that was just a camera test. Oh my oh god! My god, could they jerk each other off anymore? <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think so. I really don't. Then if he was temporarily blinded in the scenes where he's acting, how does he know who to look at and like what to look at? Well, how do blind people know what to look at? They, they don't. don't. They're blind. That's why it's fun. They don't. That's why it's funny. <laughs> no, we're just kidding, everybody. I, I have a friend who's blind and she's one of my best friends. But um, no, look at Charlie Cox when it, when it comes to Daredevil. He does a great job of uh, pretending to be blind. He'll just stare into space. I have a question. How does Daredevil, Daredevil wipe his ass? <laughs> well, so since when, he has a cute sense of smell, he can just trace the uh, the shit smell. <laughs> when, the, okay, when, the sh- when the shit when the shit falls and hits the toilet, the echolocation from the toilet shows him his own butt, and he's like, "Oh, I got a white." It's like in the the Ben Affleck Daredevil, where it's oh, raining yeah. and he sees the outline of Electra, but this time he sees the outline of like shit in the toilet. <laughs> he's like, "Wow, that's a." He's like, "Wow, that was a big one." He's like, "Oh, the Foggy's not gonna take me out for tacos anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like a bidet is definitely required in his situation. I mean, I'd I just, hope so. I just remember it was like, I think in season two when he was talking to Stick, and Stick was just like, yeah, you got, he's like, you got the silk sheets, huh, Maddie? And, and Daredevil's like, yeah. Uh, he's like, silk is so smooth against my skin. Anything else feels like sandpaper. I'm just like, geez, this guy must have a terrible life. So sensitive to everything. Yeah, I know. And he's he, like, he must hate sand. <laughs> he never goes to the beach. It's so rough and Every, coarse. It's so coarse and rough. It gets everywhere. When he was when he was born, his skin was made of paper and his bones were made of glass. Every morning he breaks his <laughs> knees. And every afternoon he breaks his arms. I lie at night until my heart attacks put me to sleep. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, hashtag blind lives matter. <laughs> let's uh let's go back to uh some Star Wars. Um the, the this just in jj abrams temporarily blinds himself <laughs> and he only uses the use of lens flares to see where to go uh the last jedi uh the director ryan johnson he last jedi oh i see <laughs> uh, he uh he revealed during a japanese promotional event that uh joseph gordon levitt has a cameo in episode eight who gives a shit? I'm kidding. He played I'm Snake who... Eyes. <laughs> Wait, he played Snake Eyes? No, no. Who did he play? He Cobra, played uh, he Cobra, Cobra Commander. Co- yeah. Cobra, in the first... Just called me Cobra <laughs> yeah. Commander. I remember watching that first G.I. Joe movie, and the dude who plays Imhotep from The Mummies in it, and I remember turning to my friend Tim, like, man, I hope Brandon Fraser shows up. Just I said that just as a joke, and then in, like, two scenes later, Brandon Fraser shows up. Yes. And I'm like, holy uh, shit. Jason, you've told us this story before. <laughs> well, the audience never heard it. No, I mean, you told oh. it on the show before. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> Although, Sorry. wait, didn't didn't uh, Ray Park play uh, Snake Eyes? He did. I think so. Uh-huh. So it all ties he back did. together. Yeah, back to X-Men where Halle Berry shocked him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, uh, Ryan Johnson, he clarified saying that he would probably have a voice cameo, uh, oh. but he didn't elaborate oh. what character he would be the voice. Probably going to be like an un- uncar plots brother or something like that. Or <laughs> uncar ma- plots brother. Maybe he's, uh, he's the voice of evil BB eight. Duncar plot. <laughs> you know, evil BB eight. No, that's gotta be Adam Sandler, dude. Addy poop poop. I'm a child. Do that again. That was funny. The boop boop boop. He sounds like he sounds like Whitey from Eight Crazy Nights. Like, hey, you boop boop. I'm a droid. I'm a rolling. It's like what? Oh. <laughs> I boop boop wee. <laughs> I boop boop. <laughs> I think we've lost oh. Jason. Oh, Jason. <laughs> I would pay if if they just said Adam Sandler plays a droid in Episode Nine. I would probably I I I'd see the movie four times. That'd be the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> it's only if you did the voice of only if you did the voice of Whitey from Eight Crazy Nights. Like I'm a little droid. Boop boop. <laughs> he's like he's a he's a Wookiee. He's like brrr. yeah. Brrr. <laughs> ah roar. <laughs> oh, roar and stuff. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, what are we talking? I'm not sure, but Jason, I have some bad news. Oh, no. Adam Sandler won't be playing a droid? Uh, worse than that. What? Apparently, only the first season of the Drew Carey show is on DVD. Oh, no. come on. Wow. Listen. Okay. We come have on, the power to change this, everybody. <laughs> we got to go to change.org, make a petition to get the full box set of Drew Carey on 4K <laughs> Blu-ray. <laughs> I need to see Mimi's makeup. In four fucking K. Okay? <laughs> the episode where her and Drew are having a sexting chat over AIM was probably the best episode. I need to see that in 4K. So, please, we need to let's go to change.org. We got to go to GoFundMe. We got to make this happen. Send all the money to Drew Carey. He'll, he'll work his prices right magic. And then, bam, in a year's time, we'll get Drew Carey on Blu-ray. The full, the full series. That or just Sean, put it to Hulu. Sean, when you said that, Jason went. <laughs> he threw his hands up and everything exploded, man. Uh, Remember that episode of the Drew Carey show where uh, Ryan Stiles opens up a beer bottle with his belly button? I do remember that. I do that distinctly so remember that. I do distinctly Living remember in that. Sin with a safety pin going Mike Dowling rocks. Mike Dowling rocks. The Mike Dowling show. Yeah. Mike Dowling rocks. Da-da-da. Jason, I have even even worse news. Oh no! Apparently, none of the Drew Carey show is available for streaming. I know. I was saying that before. It's so upsetting. You can you can buy season one on Google. Google, like Google video? The, yeah, the Google Play Store. Well, at that point, you might as well just buy the DVD. Yeah. What, what happened to the full? It's got to be a rights issue. Like how it took yeah. forever for the '60s Adam West. Show to get to to get the DVD or the well, Wonder I'm Years. Look, I'm looking at Wiki right now, and it just says it's a uh, someone from WB said it's because of music copyrights. Uh, see, it is oh. like the Wonder Years. Oh, it's because of the Cleveland Rock song. Did they not use it in season one? No, they had that other song. Oh, I gotta play that. It was like <laughs> where he's looking at the he's looking at the clock. I mean, that that makes no sense to me because they were they when they released Mary with Children. On DVD and streaming, they just changed the opening title because originally it was a Frank Sinatra song that they couldn't get the rights to anymore, and so they just fucking changed it. 
Yeah, who know. knows? Maybe they think that just no one would care to release it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's possible. That's not true, Sean. That's not true. <laughs> we all care. I mean, I understand. I'm just saying. I don't think there's a big market for the Drew Carey show. Jason uh, and I are market. Here we go. Oh, 5 O'Clock World. That was the first one. That was the first song. 5 O'Clock World. Such a good song. It's the epitome of TV. If you say so. I kind of remember that. All right, that's before 30 seconds, so it's fair use. <laughs> now let's do Cleveland Rocks. We'll just do a quick review of it, then it's fair use. <laughs> <laughs> Only show parts. Uh, anyway. Oh, Jesus. Such a good song, damn. Please bring Drew Carey. It's so show good, them. they don't want to pay for it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, what's next, Sean? All right, let's go to some uh, Twitter Q&A. Jason, yeah. are you prepared? Yeah. Are you still looking up Cleveland Rocks? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not prepared. I was looking at Drew Carey. But uh, <laughs> one sec. That's never been said. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the notifications. Um... No, I don't think we got it. Oh, wait. We have one from the imposter, Jason Green. Oh, boy. At jgreen89. Jason Green with the E at the end of his name. Now, if this imposter knew anything about being a Jason Green, it's that there is no E at the end of the name. It's green like the color. I'm sure Drew Carey. You need to know. tweet him and ask if he likes the Drew Carey show. I should. But if he's my if he's my opposite from opposite world, like evil oh, Spock hey. with the mustache, he doesn't like the Drew Carey show. Okay, so anyway, Evil Jason Green says, name the scariest movie ever watched. So I guess scariest movie any of us have seen. Um, I've said this before in the show, and, I, and I've gotten laughed at, but I don't care. The very first Paranormal Activity scared the shit out of me. I had trouble sleeping for a few nights. This is not a joke. <laughs> um, that and there was a sci-fi channel TV movie I saw when I was a kid. I'm not, I'm not scared of it anymore, but I was when I saw it when I was really young. It's called The Haunted, with an E-D, The Haunted. And it's a it's a based on a true story about a family that was haunted by a few demons. And I watched that with my cousin when, I think we were like maybe 11 or 12. And I, I remember I couldn't sleep for what felt like days. It scared the shit out of me. And I think part of the fact, because it was said it was based on a true story, which made it even scarier for me. I watched it pretty recently, maybe about a year or so ago, and it's so fucking funny nowadays, but back then it scared the hell out of me. Uh, but Sean, you don't seem to get scared much. Do you have a movie that actually scared you, maybe when you were a kid or No, recently? not really. Even when I was a kid, nothing. Sean, I think you're just devoid of emotions. Sean <laughs> was dead and he was a kid. Sean probably got so scared by a movie, like when he was really young, he doesn't remember it, and it just knocked all of the fear out of his body. It was probably like the large Marge scene from Pee Wee. <laughs> Mike, is there a movie that scared you at all? Uh, I mean, 
I don't know. I guess maybe the first time I saw Halloween, but I've seen it. It's got to be over a hundred times now. <laughs> so, uh, no ghost yeah, movies or anything like that that kept you up at night. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there 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 has to be something that I would consider to be the scariest thing I've ever seen because, you know, it's just it has to be a, a fact. But uh, something that I don't know that kept me up at night. Uh, Besides us cuddling in college. Yeah, I mean, I looked forward to those. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Nothing's jumping out at me. I mean, I'm, ah! I will go back and say, <laughs> yeah, uh, creepiness, uh, unsettling things. Like, I found The Witch, and it follows unsettling. Those are just more recent memories. Mm. But uh, I'm sure there's something that, when I was younger, was much more effective. But, you know, that's the only thing jumping out at me at the moment. Oh, Jason, you should have mentioned the, the Poughkeepsie tapes. Oh, yeah, that didn't really... Um scare me it more like mike it mike just disturbs me no i'm kidding it, more like what mike said it uh it the poughkeepsie tapes really disturbed me and it's just it that was the one movie um i think i think you can i, I think you could find it now i think you were telling me that sean like they released it on dvd or something but uh, it was such what was that next month oh um yeah but for the longest time, it was unobtainable, just like Unobtainium from Avatar. You couldn't find it at all, and because it was such a taboo, grotesque, disturbing no, movie it's about it. Because a... it didn't get released because the distributors went bankrupt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It sorry. had nothing to do with the content of it. Oh, sorry about that. I was making that part up in my head. I thought it was true. Um, but, but the Poughkeepsie tapes, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't see it, and if you're really into horror movies and just disturbing, terrible movies in general. I implore you to see it because it's very disturbing. It's about a uh, murderer in Poughkeepsie, New York, who like documents his, uh, who uh, like cops find all of his tapes of him, like of his victims, people he's killed in grotesque ways, and like they document it and like tell you about the murderer, and it really seems real. There's a few parts in there that really seem fake, but 90% of it seems really real. Like the scene where like he, um, oh, spoilers, I don't care. The scene where he uh, dresses up as a cop and drives and escorts a lady home, and then like towards the end of it, he says to her like um, he's gonna kill her and rape her, and she starts crying. It seems it's so disturbing, and it's all found footage. Uh, yeah, Poughkeepsie tapes, very very fucking disturbing movie. kept me kept me up at night just because of the thought of it. <laughs> but uh, Steve, any scary movies that have scared you? Uh, I mean, like you guys have said. Not so much lately, um, more like when I was little. I remember I saw that movie, The Others, when I was really little. You were my daughter? That movie gave me the heebie-jeebies just because of the mm-hmm. concept that I was like. Or, or or when they do the jump scares with the old lady, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not liking this. This isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, Steve, remember there- when uh, when she, she takes the veil off, off the little kid and it turns into Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> And then they made fun of it in Scary Movie 3. I didn't touch him, man. She was a girl. <laughs> and they, that was the only movie that, like, th- that's the most current one that gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, also, one time I stayed up all night, and I watched the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween, and I was trying to go to bed, like, 5 in the morning, and I was so overtired, I kept thinking of it, and it was freaking me out. <laughs> and that was, like, when I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, uh, that was a good movie. I remember watching that. It kind of, like, it was, if you... If you look at it from the standpoint of like it's nothing like the original Halloween and it's just more like oh. Rob's gore, but I, I, I didn't. I, I liked it too. It's, I liked it because that 
the guy that played Sabretooth from the first X-Men oh, movie yeah, played Michael Yeah, he's Michael he's Myers. A, he's a good size, too. He's a good size for that role because he's such a big human being. Uh, and isn't there a scene, maybe I'm misremembering this, but isn't there a scene where Mike Myers is in a... Uh, yes, Austin Powers, and no, I'm kidding. Michael Myers is in a truck stop and Ken Forhey's in it. He's yeah. just like, hey, man, why yeah. are you in the bathroom? <laughs> My <laughs> name is Joe Grizzly. <laughs> Yeah, that's how he gets his jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I, I will say because he had, he had just broken out at that point. Uh, I I will say it's it's a fine movie. I just really wish that Rob Zombie would stop writing his movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Because I think he's a much better director than he is a writer. Yeah, like with uh, the witch one, the Salem witch trials. What was Lords it called? Of Salem. Lords of Salem. Yeah, with the fucking priest jacking off the dildos at the end. What the hell? That, well, that has nothing to do with his bad dialogue. Yeah. That's so. Zombie. Also, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, I remember, skeeved me. Not, like, scared me, but it, it was just, like, a gross... I was like, yeah, this is gross. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, as far as questions go, I the only one that I'm seeing is from the imposter, Jason Green. Uh, yeah, check out uh, Poughkeepsie Tapes when you can, everybody. It's one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. There's a scene where, like, he crawls backwards behind a woman and sticks needles in her neck. And there's another scene where he ties up a woman and starts punching her. And like really ties her up terribly. Like I don't know how the hell the actress. I really want to make a joke, but I can't. That just sounds so weird. Yeah, uh, Mike, did I ever watch? I, I think I, I I've seen it twice. I don't no, remember. I didn't, if I saw it. I've, I've I've never seen it. I don't remember. I remember if I saw you. It. I remember you. Ha- you had it at Rowan. Yeah, we never yeah, actually I, watched I, I tor- it. I torrented it off Rowan's yeah. great internet, and um, oh, so good. No, oh, dude, yeah, it was, I I never torrented it as much as I did in my life as I did in those. What was the, the only time I would seed? <laughs> yeah. What was the movie that you guys were watching that the the oh, VHS. VHS was a VHS where they 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 thought it was a porn movie? Yeah, it, Mike yeah. and I were in our living room in our townhouse holding hands. Middle of the day. Middle of the day, <laughs> windows were open, so everyone walking by could see. We were watching VHS, uh, the first. Uh, segment with the succubus lady, and that has a lot of nudity in it. And there's a wow. scene where, like they're they're like having a gang bang, and the lady takes her shirt off, and uh, this this these people walk by and they look in. They just happen to see what we're watching. They're like, yo, they watching a pono in there. <laughs> and Mike and I, we look at each other and just roll the blinds down. <laughs> and then we did watch a porno. <laughs> and then we did, yeah. <laughs> we Dutch ruddered each other. It's 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 not gay. Oh God. All right, anyway, uh, moving on. Let's go to uh, miscellaneous. What the fuck? Right in my ass. This is, uh, wait, guys, I got a new miscellaneous intro for you. Hold on. Oh, no. Right in my ass. Anybody here ever been to Cleveland? No, I have, I have. Does, does it, it rock? Does it... <laughs> it does rock. I mean, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, to... if any of you are from Cleveland or have been to Cleveland, please tweet at blah blah podwin and let us know how much Cleveland rocks. We really appreciate it. Anyway, Sean, miscellaneous time. All right, our first story: uh, a man in California claims to have been trapped in his fifth floor apartment after a delivery delivery driver left a package in the worst spot possible. Any guesses uh, of where that spot is? Can you go over that again? I'm trying to get a mental image. Uh, a man claims that he was trapped in his fifth floor apartment after a delivery driver left a package 
in the worst spot possible. Fire escape. No. Uh, his name is uh, Jesse Lawrence, and he claims via Twitter that a UPS worker left a tall rectangular box just under the handle of his flat's front door. Uh. Oh, so he was trapped in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, it blocked the handle from turning, uh, and he, quote, had to call maintenance to get out. Um, <laughs> he goes on to, to say, uh, quote, sure, it's inconvenient for us to call someone to get us uh, out, but if it were a real emergency, we would have ha- we would have been screwed. Wow, that's insane. What? That's like, I'm sure the delivery man didn't mean to do that. It's like a one in a million thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that wasn't good enough for you guys. So I'll give you a, a better miscellaneous story. Uh, a London sewer is reportedly overwhelmed by a gigantic fatberg, blocking the sewer system. A fat bird? No, it's it's a sewage term, a fat bird. It's when fat kind of coagulates together and makes a big, solid piece of fat. Ew. It sounds like mm. the blob. It, it essentially is. Did you say I don't... blob? <laughs> no, I said blob. <laughs> Did you say blob? So the blob from X-Men is clogging up the London series. Great job, man. Great. Uh, Steve was kind of right. Uh, a flat, uh, a fatberg refers to a large collection of wastes such as wet wipes, nappies, fats, and oils uh, that have uh, that have solidified inside a sewer to create a blockage. Oh God! Oh, apparently, like there's like a th- I heard this on Joe Rogan's show that there's a a thing going on with Gatorade where like some Gatorade bottles now will accumulate mold on the on the bottom of it. So it's like you could be drinking a Gatorade and a huge like fatty like chunk will slide into your mouth jesus christ that sounds like my- <laughs> all right yeah it's like um he was he was talking to brian redband and brian redband was saying how he was drinking a gatorade the other day and as he's drinking it just like a coagulated disgusting like chunk slides into his mouth and he inadvertently swallowed it and yeah. apparently it's a thing going around with gatorade well like it's like pretty much gatorade mold accumulates in the bottle now so whenever you buy gatorade check it out how come Adam Sandler didn't warn us about this? Beep, boop, boop, bop. He was too busy being a droid going, beep, boop, bop, bop. The rock-solid Fatberg is located in a Victorian-era East London sewer and is said to be the size of three soccer fields and weigh, weighs in at 130 tons. Holy shit. I will Literally. say that sounds like the name of a punk band. Fat the rock solid fat. The oh. rock solid fat bird. <laughs> <laughs> that is total punk. How are they going to get rid of that? Uh, well, officials claim uh, the fatberg to be one of the largest they've ever seen, and crews are working to break down the blockage with jet hoses before sucking it out with a tanker. Uh, <laughs> that just, since that makes me gag. Oh. <laughs> since the fatty pile has been described as quote trying to break concrete. Ew, oh my! Just blow it up. Yeah, yeah, because that'll do wonders to the sewage system. <laughs> Kaboom! Maybe they'll take Pennywise out while they're down there. Maybe he is the maybe he is the fatty blob. Yeah, that's him. It's one of his forms. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Our next story: uh, A Croatian man claims that a recent plastic surgery procedure on his nose has resulted in parapism. I think is how you say it. Uh, which is better known as a painful and permanent erection. Oh, Woo! 
So it's me, 24-7. That's not good, Jason. Well, uh, let's take out the painful part. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, so, the... wait. So, plastic surgery, give, give him a hard on? Is that, is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Uh, the man, his name is Nevin... Moore. Nevin Moore. Uh, <laughs> and he <laughs> is a stylist and plastic surgery enthusiast. And he claims to have had oh. numerous surgeries on his face and stomach. Uh, according to Nevin, he was diagnosed with the condition during surgery and spent another week in the hospital to recover from the surgery to correct the permanent erection. Damn, sounds like a porno. Like, he has, like, a line of, like, hot nurses coming up, banging him. It's like, oh, it's permanent. still not still not done? All right, here we go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, girl. Al- although he has been relieved of the symptoms, uh, ah, ne- uh, uh. Nevin won't be fully recovered for another several months following the surgery. His Poor penis guy. is broke. <laughs> His dick's broke. <laughs> Dick machine broke. Uh, our next story. A cybersecurity scientist has issued a bizarre warning that sex robots could one day rise up and kill their owners if hackers no. can get inside. No. Oh God. I better throw out Lucretia. <laughs> Damn it. Well, if this Nevin guy has an unbreakable penis, he can save us all. Oh, my God. He's, he's John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to send a sex robot back in time to kill him. <laughs> are they like... Are they like I mean, we should have learned something from Austin Powers with the fembots. It's just it's bound to happen. Oh, man. Yeah, and Mike Myers starts... Well, that's what Mike Myers has to do. He starts to start dancing and twerking his mojo, and then they'll have yeah. to... <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, the, oh, uh, the, uh, the guy who... who um, the scientist, his name is Dr. Nick Patterson. He is a lecturer on cybersecurity. He believes that... There is a definite risk that hackers could breach the realistic robot's inner defenses and catch their owners with their pants down. Uh, I mean, I get it. I wouldn't want to have sex with a robot anyway. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure there's as much of a, maybe not as much, but there's always a risk of a girl killing you while you're having sex with her. Yeah, what if she's crazy? The, have you have you seen any of the video of like the actual sex robots? No. But the whole body, the whole body, the whole body is made of silicone, like those real doll things, and they blink and they talk to you, and they have, and you can literally like seduce them, and they'll talk back to you. It's terrifying. Ugh. Is there a but market for like, these things? Oh, there is. Trust me, they have a whole factory dedicated, and people buy them. I'm just people saying, buy like, them, buy outfits for them. If you're a guy who's like, you haven't had a lot of luck on the dating scene, and you're willing to pay for sex, like men buy hookers. Is it, it, a sex robot to me would just be so much more than a hooker. Yeah, but Jason, but that's I, that's illegal though. Not in Vegas. <laughs> that's the only place. Just well, like raw if roulette. You, if you're if you have absolutely no luck with women, or you just don't desire the company of other humans, and you have a lot of money laying around, you can shell out like five thousand dollars and get a fully. You can totally customize them: body type, hair color, eye color. It's terrifying. You uh, build yeah. your own human. Five thousand bucks. That's like just as much as the new iPhone X. <laughs> yeah, they should do a bundle: iPhone X and a free sex robot. iPhone, <laughs> iPhone sex new, bundle. The new Apple Eye Blow. <laughs> uh, Mike, wh- wh- how would you customize your robot? 
Um, well, it doesn't need arms. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't need arms. Uh, doesn't no. need legs. <laughs> no. Just just put a couple straps on the back of it so you can wear it like a backpack to take it places. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, as long as it has, like, Bluetooth speakers in the mouth, we'll be okay. <laughs> Bluetooth? You can just play, play music play, through it. Yeah, it'll, it'll serenade me. <laughs> play Maybe motivational music while you're banging it. <laughs> you can play Cleveland Rocks, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> the last thing I want to hear during sex is like I don't want to think about Drew Carey. Uh, anyway, Patterson uh, says hacking into a sex robot would be much easier to accomplish uh, compared to a computer or cell phone. Uh, he claims, "quote Hackers can hack into a robot or a robotic device and have full control of the connections." arms, legs, and other attached tools like knives or welding devices. Oh my god. Jesus. This is like ex machina. It sure is. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I have in uh, miscellaneous this week. <laughs> <sighs> what a somber note to end out on. Sex robots killing you, everybody. You could be uh. in the peak of pleasure and then bam it just all ends as they break your neck or something i don't know so let's put a bow on the end of this episode ladies and gentlemen unless anybody has anything else they want to say no no okay farts farts okay farts ladies and gentlemen i am jason green and you can follow me on twitter at jgscreen89 letter j letter g word screen like green screen 89 on Twitter, follow my YouTube channel, Jason Green Screen. Uh, follow this podcast, Blah Blah Pod One, on Twitter. Uh, follow us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Blah Blah Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube, Blah Blah Podcasts, for our movie reviews. Might be doing another one soon. Uh, yeah, check out our tournaments too. Those are always fun on on iTunes, on podcast services, everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean Apple Podcasts and iTunes. <laughs> yep, Sean. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Brack Show and also catch uh, reruns of the Drew Carey Show uh, <laughs> every weeknight on ABC Family. Oh, I wish. That's oh, you, you mean Freeform? Ah, uh, Freeform, no, yes. No, Mike, I mean ABC Family. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Mike, you're up. I am. Uh... <laughs> it's you, Nevin. <laughs> For me, Mike underscore Dowling on Twitter, MF Dowling on Instagram. Motherfucker Dowling. Yep, Steve, anything you'd like to uh, close out the show with? You can follow me <clears throat> on Twitter at SayinBarbarian. And Steven's YouTube channel of the week is going to be, it's going to probably have to be, I'm going to plug a classic. Everyone on this channel knows them, but if you haven't, I'm going to plug them. Go check out Cinemassacre, more specifically, the Angry Video Game Nerd, one of the Hell greatest, yeah. one of the He's greatest the YouTube series, one of the greatest YouTube series of all time. If you have not watched him yet, I highly suggest you check him out. Hilarious guy, plays a character, what, plays old video games that are terrible by today's standards, and he rips them apart. And there's gratuitous word, use of the words "fuck," "ass," "dick," "balls." It's just great time. Yeah, hey, the Angry Video Game Nerd, man, him. 
Nostalgia Critic and Ask a Ninja are all so the o- OG YouTubers from way back in the day. I used to watch in high school. I have to credit I have to credit Jason with showing me Angry Video Game Nerd because he was the one that introduced me. And ever since then, oh man, I think it was it's Kyle all been downhill from there. Do you guys remember Ask a Ninja? He he doesn't do videos anymore, but I don't remember Ask a Ninja. I remember Nostalgia Critic and I remember Angry Video Game Nerd. And they're still around, still alive and kicking. They started this whole YouTube pundit phase. Cinemassacre, uh, the channel that Angry Video Game Nerd is on, that guy James still has like a stupid amount of subscribers, I think. Oh, yeah. He's a family man now, though. He's rolling in YouTube bucks for his kid. Yeah, kids or the, I, don't know how, I don't know how his vid- videos get monetized. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Blah Blah episode 123. And all I can say is Cleveland rocks. Cleveland.